0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Young Adult Podcast. Milana and Connor here. What's up? Ready to bring you. Oh, I've got to get myself some applause. We're back. <laughs> but we never
1: left because we didn't. We've...
0: Back in the studio to bring you a little mini series that we have planned for you guys, a little two parter. Um, but before we get into it, Connor came into work pretty passionate about summer and it being warmer. And se- yeah. seasonal depression going away. Yeah, dude, because I don't know.
1: If, if you guys come to Young Adults, you know I hate Denver.
0: <laughs> he hates the snow.
1: Winter lasts forever here. Literally my first year here, it snowed on like May 13th or something like that. <laughs> and I, I truly was like, what is happening? <laughs>
0: You're like, what did I do?
1: Virginia has three solid seasons. Like, or Wow, four solid seasons, three months each. Like you can kind of bank on it pretty much. And I was just like, it snows from the end of October to beginning of May here. That's awful. Yeah. That's freaking awful. It's pretty bad. And so when it's consistently nice, I'm in a good mood. And <laughs> I love like summer. I always create dumb little summer playlists. And I found my song that is going to be Your at least for anthem. this week. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> You'll probably move anthem. on in a week. Yeah, it's only two and a half minutes long, so I. And I've listened to it like 50 times because my daughter <laughs> like loves it. But if you had to pick a summer song, or I guess, okay, I'll share the song. I'll tell you the backstory, and then Milana, you'll give us a summer song.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: So I opened TikTok for maybe the fourth or fifth time in my life. And it goes directly to, what is it, like the discovery page? Yeah. I don't know why it doesn't take you to your The fo- For You page. Yeah, the yeah. people you follow. But mm-hmm. uh, I was actually good job, TikTok. It, it gave me something that I enjoyed. It was a guy uh, who <laughs> is, a, is an artist, and he was standing on the street, and he was, he was like, hey, I'm gonna play an original song, and he had another guitar with an amp, and he was like, hey, you, like, make up a riff to, like, my song. And I guess this girl did, and it was freaking insane, and from what I've, at least from what I've read and researched on the interwebs, uh, he, like, used it, and she's in her, she's in the uh, music video, and so... It's called Miss Hollywood by Gojo.
0: (laughs) You don't sound confident about that pronunciation. Go
1: (laughs) dash Joe. Um, I'll be honest, it is, it feels like something they'd play in like Hollister. It does. (laughs) uh,
0: That's the perfect way to describe it. Yes.
1: And I don't, I never really bought anything at Hollister growing up, but uh, it's one of those you hear it and it's just kind of bouncing in your head all day. Mm. So,
0: that's your summer song
1: for now. That's for now. the that's the intro to summer for me. What's uh
0: hear it on the Why playlist when we come back. Yeah, for real, <laughs> it might be on there.
1: So, what's the summer song for you?
0: I don't know. I haven't really gotten my mind there yet. I know that Nile from One Direction is coming out with an album. Who? Nile. Oh, I thought
1: you said Now. I was oh. like, who? Who's Now? Don't. Niall? Who's Niall. Niall. Niall,
0: he was the blonde
1: one. Oh, like the second best. He
0: no, he he was made fun of a lot actually. Wait, why? The one Direction. Everyone would tease him for being the worst, and now he's like really famous. The but, worst. Yeah, like the worst singer out of the group. Everyone would be beaten to him. Oh, uh-huh. I know. But anyway, don't act. Connor's like a closet One Direction lover. I Literally, <laughs> I can say with full integrity,
1: I don't think I've ever listened to a One Direction song on my own.
0: Anyway, I'm going to wait for his album to come out because I feel like it'll probably be my summer anthem.
1: I I weirdly had a two-day Post Malone kick where I thought <laughs> it was going to be a posty summer. Posty um, summer. But I haven't listened to Post Malone lyrics in a really long time, and they're just you so. You were shocked a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Laney is. Laney or Laney? What? Laney. Laney. They are my always go to yeah, for this Yeah. They're the just summer. like summer. Yeah.
0: Permanent summer vibes.
1: Yeah, which unfortunately ends in like June in, <laughs> in Denver. But no. Um, but go check this guy out. Actually, you know what? Hey, Gojo, sponsor us. We're not, no free handouts anymore. Yeah,
0: There you go. There's your plug. There's our plug.
1: Sponsor the podcast. Um, but yeah. all right. Speaking of summer, we're about to dive into a topic that has nothing to do with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, yes, we have had a few podcasts um, written up, ready to go for you guys. And as we were looking over them last night, kind of deciding what direction we wanted to go next after our little mini work series. We have a couple that we were pretty excited about and feel like are good topics that pretty much everyone can relate to and maybe everyone struggles with a little bit. Um and so for this podcast, we are going to be talking about gossip.
1: Gossip. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um
0: lots of different uh things we want to talk about with this. Um this seems to be just something that the word, the Bible talks a lot about to avoid, um, something that I think everybody deals with and is sometimes harshly defined, sometimes loosely defined. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely a common struggle that when you're amongst peers and maybe even other believers, it can like start out seeming innocent. Uh, but the Bible actually talks a lot about gossip. And so Connor, why don't you share kind of our main Verses that we have.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think gossip is just so easy to like struggle with because for me, it honestly normally happens when I'm with like really good friends. It starts off innocently, joking around. And half the time you're kind of just sharing about like what's going on in your life. Yeah. And then when you're with like close people and you let your guard down, you feel comfortable, you feel relaxed, you can start like. Talking about like the people or the situations that like frustrate you, you know, mm-hmm. and it, and again, it doesn't start off by like you trying to go after somebody, but it can like easily sort of find itself there. And so I think it's just something that every single person listening could be like, yeah, I, that's definitely something I struggle with. But the Bible does talk quite a bit about uh, gossip, uh, James 3 6 talks about how your tongue can set like a forest on fire and basically Mm -hmm. how, like who can tame the tongue. Um, It's like a little rudder to a ship that so small, but can steer like the direction and the course of not just like how you speak, but like your life. Yeah, And so um, a lot, a lot of Bible verses. Proverbs 21, 23 says, those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. Like, Mm -hmm. um, the Bible just has a lot to say about the power of your words. And I think one thing that maybe we can struggle with, uh, especially in this sort of age range, being a young adult, young professional, is gossip. And so, I mean, there are literally like hundreds of verses in the Bible that talk about the power of your words, watching over your mouth. Like, speaking positively, speaking negatively, blessings and curses, but we're Mm -hmm. just going to take like a 30,000-foot view of the subject of gossip because God takes it seriously, and I believe that we should take gossip seriously too. And so sitting down, we kind of feel like there's maybe three major forms of gossip. I feel like there's just straight-up gossip. Like, mm-hmm. like there there are moments where you can, like, go out with your friends and you just have to, like, decompress and you haven't done that healthfully and you just freaking mm-hmm. go for it. and you, Yeah, unfiltered. Feel, yeah, like, gossip turns quickly into, like, slander, yeah. you know? Um, but I feel like there's really three main forms of gossip, and we're just going to kind of run through them here real quick. But there's sort of that fishing for information that we'll dive into. There is, and I feel like this is especially when you kind of get into like a job, um, even in like the church world, mm-hmm. this is like a big one. Knowledge is power. Yeah. Um, the more you know, the more you might be needed. And then kind of a look over gossip in a digital age and how it's easy to even engage in gossip um, via social media and stuff like that. But let's kick it off first. Uh, yeah. Fishing for information. Milana, how does that how can that turn into gossip? You you had some good stuff kind of written right. out in the notes about this. Yeah.
0: Um this one I feel like is the one that kind of starts off innocent and maybe doesn't look like gossip right away but like is a quick like slippery slope into it and it can kind of start off with like maybe like the rhetorical questions or like trying to figure out or being like so what's going on with like so and so. Yeah. You know, and then turns into like information that maybe someone wasn't supposed to share or like almost like kind of sneakily getting uh uh, information out of someone that maybe you didn't need to know or you weren't privy to to begin with um it's funny one of our uh pastors here at red rock scott brugman one of our founding pastors used to call it like starting little fires with your words yeah of, like, just sort of, like, dropping something in there, whether it be, like, rhetorical or, like, a comment about, like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. And, like, kind of, like, snide little way of, like, sort of fishing for more information out of people that can maybe, like, start innocent and be like, oh, well, this is all I said. And then all of a sudden, you know? And yeah. so it can it can turn, kind of like you said about, like, gossip can turn to slander really quick. Like, something like this of just, like, oh, I just asked a question. Something... Like that can turn into gossip so quickly, I think.
1: Yeah, and I feel like this is sort of um, the gateway. Yeah, that's a good way because to put it. Because a lot of it, uh, a lot of it starts with you having almost like a a knowledge of a situation, but not like enough knowledge to like satisfy you. So, right. like, let's say you that's know you it. know your friend is like going in to talk to their boss. Or yeah. you know that there's like tension between uh, Lindsay and Sarah or whatever. <laughs> and so you're like, hey, so Lindsay, huh? You know, like,
0: <laughs> that's a good example. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, and so like, um, and so I feel like it's sort of like the gateway. And I think yeah. that sometimes it can even like, honestly, start out Innocent and well intended, like in the sense of like maybe you care for your friend, you know, they're going through a hard time
0: trying to acknowledge a situation.
1: Yeah, but even if you're not the one intentionally like going in to gossip or to like slander somebody's name, um, I think you you can even create scenarios where by fishing for information, you're opening the door for them to like start to do that, right? So you can kind of like participate passively in it by opening the door for it, and so. One thing that um, I've kind of used, and I think like I'm not perfect at it, but it's sort of like a filter. Is like if you don't feel comfortable like straight up asking somebody like a question, Mm. then you're probably not at a place. You're probably not either close enough of a friend or at a place in your relationship where they want to share that with you. So like if you don't feel straight up comfortable being like, "Hey, how'd your meeting go with your boss? Like, what happened?" or Why do you have tension with Lindsay or Sarah? Like, right. if you don't feel comfortable, like, straight up asking that question from a place of like friendship,
0: yeah,
1: and you feel like you've sort of got to like slowly dig it out. That's probably a good sign that you one, you don't need that information, and two, you're not like, I guess, in a relationship close enough with that person for them to see you as. It sounds harsh, but I'm trying to think of a way <laughs> to, like, see you like, valuable enough to want your opinion to, like, speak into right, it. right. You know what I mean? So.
0: That's such a good way to put it. That's, like, a good litmus test of, like, if I'm not comfortable just being direct, because yeah. I think of, like, it kind of leads into our, like, next point of, like, you want information, you want knowledge that you weren't privy to to begin with, whether it's, like, Maybe even like people in your work that were in a meeting or in a conversation that you weren't a part of. Yeah. And you want the information, it just can it's a good rule of thumb to be like, if I'm not comfortable just flat out asking, then I'm probably not supposed to know. And it's probably none of my business. Yeah. Um, but I love this second point because I think this is one that you <laughs> you and I have experienced a lot, and I think a lot of people can just relate to, but this idea of like knowledge of as like power and yeah. like the information game and things like that. Um, so speak like a little bit to this one. yeah, I think
1: I think like, depending on the context, I think a lot of times just like when we gossip, maybe like about friends or whatever, like it can kind of start like I said, with that innocent or like questioning or you know, there's like a situation that happened. But I think like a really toxic trait, in a work environment or even like a, I don't know, just like, mm-hmm. a, a, like among like peers or maybe you feel this like at your job, like wherever you work is. Sometimes we love to gossip because it gives us a sense of like power. Yeah. Um, especially in work environments. Um, and unfortunately, even in like church environments, like the whole like knowledge is power can be like a very real thing. Mm-hmm. And we can like leverage our knowledge about – a person or a situation or something we know that's like going on behind closed doors or just like whatever. Right. And it gives us a sense of feeling like important. Yeah. And then I think what it what we think it does, but it doesn't do, and we can talk about this in a second, is we think that the more we know would make important people like our bosses, our CEOs, whatever, um, your manager like oh, this person's, like, always kind of in the know. Maybe I should, like, let them in on on yeah. it or something like that. Like, I think, like, we know things. We can leverage, like, the knowledge is power. And I think in a weird way, we think it, like, elevates our status or elevates maybe not even our work status but, like, social status within right. work. Um,
0: when really I feel like all it does is create a disconnect between you and other people. Yeah, it puts like a target on your back. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah so I think, like – to kind of fleshing this out a little bit. At first, it can make it seem like you're the person to go to mm-hmm. for information. But like, and and again, like that can be like a very powerful feeling. Like when your manager's like, oh, well, what's going on with so-and-so? Or, oh, do you really like, does the boss really want to like do this or go this way or
0: yeah.
1: fire this person or bring this person on? But then like when you think about it for a minute, it's like, why do you know all this stuff? Mm-hmm. And then why are you so comfortable letting it leak, right. you know? Like I've heard I've heard like terms of like letting like disseminating information, like letting it leak, and I feel like that can create like such like a gossipy like situation, but if if, if you are always the person that has the info yeah. that everybody's going to you are the problem. Like literally, <laughs> yeah. like you are think of somebody like that you trust why do, why do you trust them because they're not going to say anything you know what i mean <laughs> like they're not like you're going to go to them for like advice or you're going to go and like share something that's going on like with with your life and you know that they're not going to take that and use that as like a tool or like a leverage against you or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Proverbs 11.13 says, A gossip betrays confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. I mean, Proverbs is just all very, very practical wisdom, very practical knowledge. If you're the person sort of at the water cooler, quote unquote, who always Mm -hmm. knows like what's happening and is always kind of in the circle like, At first, that might seem powerful, but that is quickly going to turn into like a very negative trait Yeah, because you're going to seem like the person everybody wants to go to to share stuff with. But then very quickly, I promise you, it's going to turn into you're the person that can't be trusted because you're always like whispering about stuff. Mm. This was literally and and I think like not not to any fault of like Red Rocks, but this is, like, something that we battle with a ton, like, in our internship. And I remember even, I'll be specific, like, in my intern class. Like, mm-hmm. knowledge was just power. Yeah. Like, you know, like, oh, that. like, they're, they're thinking of starting another campus. Like, da 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 And it's like, well, why did who you know you that? that? But yeah. I didn't know. And it's like, who cares? Like, they're not going to use <laughs> you to start the campus. So why do I care that you know it? You know yeah. what I mean? But, like. Dude, it was such a thing. And, like, I just remember, like, always, myself personally, like, always wanting to be in the know and always trying to figure out, like, what's going on. And it was so stressful. And mm-hmm. it creates disingenuine relationships with people. Yeah. Like, people can feel that. Like, I know when, like, interns or even, like, young adults come to me and they'll be like, oh, like, what's going on with this? Per-? Or even, like, stuff like mm-hmm. I don't know that like I don't know if a church does something dumb on like TikTok or Instagram and they're like, "Oh, what's going on with those people?" I'm like, "Bro, I don't know." Like I'm 34 <laughs> and the and the best phrase that I've learned is this three-word phrase, "I don't care." Yeah. <laughs> like it is so much easier to not to live in a way that doesn't leverage knowledge as power because
0: it's yeah,
1: good. Dude, when you care about yourself, and you care about the things of God, like you're going to get what you're going to like. Right. God won't pass you by with things he wants you to be a part of. You don't need information. Yeah, and I think when you take information and you leverage it as power, there is this, it's a sign of lack of trust because you think that you have to manipulate a situation to get you in a certain place or get you in a certain seat or, God forbid, cut down somebody else so that you look better. Right. Um. And then honestly, when you get into whatever room or job or role or management position or whatever you're looking for, you have to walk in there knowing that you've played chess. And right. like God might have wanted to promote you, but you've taken that promotion in your, in own, your hands. own hands. Yeah. I think of I think of Tale of Three Kings and and David, like Such David was anointed as king. Um, and he could have played chess. He had so many opportunities yeah. to play chess and to make Saul look really bad because Saul sucked. He yeah. was trying to kill the guy. <laughs> like he could have like badmouth Saul, and he could have like you know like gone and tried to make the army do a coup, and and you he know killed like, him. Yeah, could have <laughs> killed him multiple times. But the dude honored him because he knew he was king in his heart, and it was just a matter mm. of time until God made it happen, IRL for all you youngsters. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, That's good. He knew that he knew that he was king. He knew that he was anointed, so he didn't have to rush God's process. Like, if right. you've got a dream or a desire to grow in your job, to be promoted, to be a manager, or maybe work in, like, an executive-level leadership or whatever, you don't have to cut down other people to get there. Yeah, Like if,
0: manipulate knowledge and information. Yeah,
1: yeah, because, again, we've said this a hundred times, but, like, what you do to attain something is what you're going to have to do yeah. to maintain it. Mm-hmm. So if you get somewhere in your job or maybe you like have tense friendships and you honestly, you don't like Becky and you want it to be <laughs> you and Lindsay. But Becky keeps on showing up in the picture and you like cut Becky out by slandering her or whatever. Yeah. Like that's the guardrails you're putting around your relationships. So you're always going to have to be like undercutting somebody. Mm-hmm. So knowledge is power. I don't know, I've talked a lot. What that's, are your what are your thoughts? That's also
0: good. I you made me think of my internship and thinking back, I remember Matron, good old Andy. Uh, we talked one time and he said this phrase of he's like, "I want to be more unaware." And he's yeah. like, "I'm happier the less aware I am of things." And I was like, "That's such an interesting thought because I don't think many people at that time, especially in my intern class would have said that. Like they wanted to feel like they were part of staff. So they wanted to have the know all and they wanted to know the things. And there was a lot of stuff happening that year. Yeah. (laughs) And so like having information was something that was like so sought after. And then almost leveraging it with like your (laughs) other interns. So it's funny you say that. But it made me think too, if you are someone who like people just share stuff with, um, maybe like you're that friend or that coworker that people just come to. Um, to just unload or use as a sounding board or maybe in their worst moments come to you to like share what's going on in their lives or in their workspace or with their coworkers, take that seriously.
1: Yeah, cause because that's not gossip. Yeah,
0: because the second that you take that information and leverage it as power, that is when you like almost give up all equity, all authority that God has given you to be that for people. Yeah. And I I know sometimes it can be stressful to feel like you're the one that people are telling all these things to. And I remember, I can't remember what pastor talked about this with our intern class, but they were like, be a vault, not a vending machine. Yeah. Like, don't be that person that someone can come to and just like pay a small price or pay a little fee or say the right thing and they can get something out of you. But be a vault. If people are trusting you with their secrets, if people are trusting you with information that maybe you don't need to have, like, man, take that seriously.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I think like, yeah, there are it's just real. Maybe you're maybe you have like a personality or like a spirit about you that people come to with information. You're like, I don't go asking for this. Yeah. That's not gossip. Gossip is what you do with that information. Yeah. Like are you going to be somebody who takes that information, prays for that person and maybe checks up with them mm-hmm. or or yeah, I think like what you do with the info you're given will determine whether you can have like a David like heart or whether you're going to just start yeah. spewing out information and and leveraging knowledge as power. And so Good. real quick, I I want to touch on this cuz I don't I I don't know how like I don't think this might be like super super like crazy important but I do think it's something that we need to like at least address a little bit Mm -hmm. so there's fishing for information knowledge is power and then I think one thing that we all love um, is like gossip in a digital age like and I know there's like a difference like when it comes to uh, I don't know just like you can so easily follow like celebrities and people you love and sports teams or whatever Um, I think where this really like you really kind of see the ugliness of people's hearts is when there's, like, a downfall of, like, a popular person. Mm. Like, be it, like, a pastor or a celebrity, somebody has an affair. Man, you go to the comment section, and people are just ripping people apart. Um, and I think what's so dangerous about this is you can come to, like, hate somebody that you don't even know. Like, you can create, like, a narrative about yeah. somebody that you don't even know. And so, That's so true. Well, I know that it might feel a little not as severe because you don't really know this person right. and they've they've created a life for themselves that is open to public speculation yeah. to some degree. We can
0: kind of forget that they're actually.
1: Yeah, we can forget that they're human and we can forget that God, God says not to gossip, whether it's your coworker or a celebrity. Like mm-hmm. it's it's. God doesn't draw the boundary with, like, oh, they're famous, so that's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: I feel like in the Christian world, too, you see this with, like, other churches Oh yeah. and pastors of, like, a practical way of, like, it's so easy to be, like, rebuke and be, like, oh, this person, and, like, go to the comment section. And, like, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I've never cared about what who Brad Pitt is dating or whatever, but you've yeah. seen a reel or something of a a pastor or a person or something, and it's been really easy for you to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had to unfollow somebody this week. Um, as a young adult pastor, and I don't know what was going on, but just for like the past couple of weeks, he has been putting different churches on blast, and he is like, "Don't listen to this false prophet. Don't listen to da da da." And here's the thing: I agree with a lot of what he's saying, like in the sense of like, yeah, I don't, I don't listen. To You're that like, I that won't.
0: I already don't. Yeah. yeah,
1: but like, I'm like, bro. You better hope like judgment day is super graceful because like God says that like with the measure you use to judge another person, it will be brought back to you. Now I think there is like a responsibility of pastors to like speak truth and and shepherd people. I'm not talking about like avoiding hot topics, you know, like human sexuality, drug, whatever. But I'm talking about like when you go out of your way and somebody's name comes out of your mouth like bro you make mistakes too like you've said dumb stuff you don't believe anymore Mm -hmm. like what if this person's having a dumb moment but it's on youtube you know what i mean like so
0: different in today's day and age yeah how much lives online
1: so before you share that reel or before you like make that comment just remember it's i'm (laughs) not saying that when you get to heaven god's gonna be like Hey, remember that real? But like, <laughs> but at the same time, they're just you're setting like a precedent to like yeah. God's gonna hold you to that same standard, right you know, So <laughs> gossip in a digital age, I think it's really easy for us to maybe overlook this because it feels innocent again because it's like we don't know these people or it feel, it might feel so distant from our actual life. Mm-hmm. But God has the same standard when it comes to your friends, your coworkers, your bosses and celebrities, pastors, athletes, whatever it is, um, you just don't wanna be seen in that light as like a negative person always talking bad about people, no matter what situation it is. So, um, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of different other like scenarios for gossip that we could like think of, but I feel like (laughs) those three maybe encapsulate like the bigger 30,000 foot view. Um, But why would you say, Milana, that it's so important to watch your words. I mean, we said the Bible talks about it a ton. Yeah. But why? Let's kind of flip this almost to like a little bit of like a positive. Like why uh-huh. Why is it important to watch your words?
0: Yeah. I mean, Proverbs 18 says that like life and death are in the power of the tongue. Yeah. Which is like so crazy when you think about it of like God created all of existence with words. Yeah. Like think of the power like that are in language alone. Like the enemy was able to manipulate using words and semantics and cause sin to come into the world. And when you think about that, of like, man, there is life and death in the power of the tongue. We've seen this play out before. And so it's so important that we're careful. You talked about David earlier. And I think of like the Psalm of like, set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Like it's it's stressed so many times because I think also too, Words are because they're so powerful and language is used so often. I think this is just a way that the devil can just the enemy can just use to sneak in like subtle sin that seems so like innocent and seems so like not like a throwaway thing, but really can like do so much more damage than we like give it credit for. And so, yeah, it's just it's like it's important. It's yeah. talked about a lot, and when you look at the the difference of like words that are can be used to bring life and build each other's up, and then words that can be used to like speak death. I know that sounds really intense, but that's no, but that's what that's it what it says. And I think of like the rest of um, that proverb that we read earlier of like uh, what it says like does a spring not spring forth both fresh water and salt water. And when I think about that, I'm like, oh, I do. I want my words to be like fresh water, yeah, and not like bitter, yeah. And so it's just it's important.
1: Yeah, I mean, Matthew twelve thirty six says, "You'll give an account for every single word you speak." Like that's sobering. Yeah. And then wow. James three ten says, "From the same mouth comes blessing and cursings." Yeah. My brothers, this ought not be so. Like God, God has such a value on words, and and how we speak and what we talk about and how we leverage the things that we know. um Are we using them to build others up or are we using them to tear them down? Are we using them to get ahead or do we trust that God's goodness is going to play out for us regardless of us having to try to work or manipulate? And I love that thought you had that God created with words. I think that's so powerful because the Bible is very clear in Genesis 1. It wants us to know that we have a God that speaks mm-hmm. and when he speaks, things happen, things respond. And then outside of any other creation god forms man and then breathes into him um and then human beings start to speak like where it, it where yeah. that imagery is is showing god taking extra care to form man like himself um with maybe not the same degree of power but with the same degree of intent with the power of our words mm-hmm. is that um man i even think of my kids like I'll never share it. But Aaron and I have this like little song we sing, and it's so innocent. It takes like two seconds to sing. It's not that crazy. but it's it's almost this like mini confession to our daughters like over them every night before they go to bed because we just live in this world where like as as crazy as it sounds, like Ezra hearing like the word stupid can be so detri- detrimental to her world, but it was just mm. a word, you right. know. And so we're always telling them they're smart, they're capable, they're brave, they're beautiful, they're confident, they're powerful. Um, And that is like almost to to a negative extent now with Ezra because she believes she can run through a wall, um, which I love. (laughs) But it is like forming our child's inner world and inner narrative, that they are capable, that they're strong. I want them to be so self-confident that if a boy one day calls them ugly, they're like, no. no. <laughs> You're ugly. Like that's the bad that's the bad part of me being a dad. But but I think that like that just goes to show how powerful words are. Like you hear kids right. all the time being like my parents never paid me attention or they called me stupid or they said that I was right. going to be a failure and they carry that in their 40s and 50s and 60s. Like think of if we as Christians were so intentional with our words that we use them to create beautiful things, to empower self-confidence yeah. in people, to, to bring what God wants to happen. Um, that doesn't mean we don't have to have challenging conversations or hard conversations. That doesn't mean that we don't call out sin when we see it or bring like correction when it's needed. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I think if we are intent on being more intentional with our words, we can see some amazing things happen. And you're just going to be a person that, people want to be around right because you you're always looking for and calling out like the best in them so that's good yeah any any closing thoughts as we kind of wrap up this podcast
0: um i feel like we've beat this into the ground but it is just it's important and i feel like i can't find more words than that of just like this is so important and something that all of us need to conf- and like Connor and I can't sit here and say that we're perfect in this. No, not at all. Um, this is like daily sanctification daily trying to like just look more like Jesus and allowing God to like set that guard over your mouth. Um, but we're gonna this is like a first part of our little like I don't even know what you would call it. words, series, power yeah. of words. Um, we're gonna come back with another one um, in a week or two talking about lying, (laughs) which also sounds so intense. But um, we're on this kick about just language and the power of um, what you use your words for. And so that's what we're going to be spending some time camping out on. Um, So tune in next week, and we'll have another podcast for you. And then, as per usual, to keep up with all things YA... You can follow us at
1: Red Rocks YA on Instagram. That's right. Um, We're also
0: on TikTok on under TikTok the same name.
1: Our uh, We will not be having young adults traditionally yes. for the rest of May. This upcoming week, if you're listening to this podcast while it drops, um, this upcoming week,
0: May 11th, May
1: 11th we are going to be at Lakewood Park. Um, so if you live in the Denver metro area, come to Lakewood Park right off 6th and Kipling. Um in that, in that kind of area. We're gonna have volleyball, spike ball, potentially some pickleball, tons of food, just kind of welcome in summer and the good weather as a community together. We're
0: gonna play Connor's summer song. We'll
1: play my song, why not? <laughs> if I'm not over it by then, we'll play my song. Um, and then and then the 18th and the 25th of May, we're actually not gonna, we're gonna do something we've never done before. We are ending what we're calling our, our YA spring semester. Um, we are taking two weeks off, so we will not be meeting on Thursday night, on the 18th or 25th, in any type of capacity. And what we want you to do, we want to encourage you, get together with your friends from young adults. Maybe attend a service on Sunday, and maybe that Thursday night, you guys can go and talk about the message and how it applies or have like little groups um, on those Thursdays. But we are gearing up for a our summer at YA, a kickoff Ew. on June 1st. Um, where we are going to be having guest speakers, food trucks, amazing giveaways. It's going to be an incredible party, um, and we're going to we're going to dive into some really cool topics throughout our summer as we kind of jump into our quote-unquote summer semester. Um, but yeah, so No IA on uh, the 18th through 25th, Park Night on the 11th, and I believe this weekend our church is diving into a new series.
0: We... Are actually even more exciting than that. Our campus pastors are preaching in our Be the Church series, which you will not want to miss. Our campus pastors are gold. And yeah. whenever they get to share, it's super special. So if you are part of one of our Denver campuses, get to your campus this weekend and hear from your pastor. It's going to be good.
1: Get to your campus, Park Meadow, Lakewood, Littleton, Arvada. Um, and support our campus pastors so all right hey even if we're taking a little break from meeting in person in may um, we will be here on the podcast so be sure sure to tune in and hey if you know somebody who's a gossip share this with them (laughs) i'm kidding Um, but share it with your friends anybody you think that might uh, find this information helpful we love you guys and we will see you again very soon love you peace out